G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we love to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is Family Voice State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg Bondar, special welcome back to 2020. Oh, delighted to be back here, Neil, on, on what is, of course, Ascension Day today. Ah, very good, yes. Uh, glad you remembered that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> lots of our listeners will know that that is the case too. But, uh, yeah, fabulous to be able to remind us today. Hey, Greg, you've been looking at some of those developments and uh, re- issues here around families, issues here around mothers, and there's a movement uh, that is, and listeners will be familiar with this idea of rainbow families and ignoring natural mothers uh, to the point where we might be asking, are real women being cancelled here? What have you been monitoring along? Look, Neil, it, it really, it's so disturbing, Neil. I have to tell you that uh, I'm, I'm reading that the Australian Breastfeeding Association, which of course is made up of mothers, has teamed up or part of the that, that group has teamed up with the LGBTIQA group called Rainbow Families. And what they've done, Neil, is now they've produced a booklet called Breastfeeding, Chest Feeding and Human Milk Feeding. And what they're trying to do now is that the booklet is very much transgender inclusive. They're trying to make sure that breastfeeding can now apply, now wait for it, Neil, can now apply to men as well who have undertaken some men now want to breastfeed their children and this is now being recommended it's being proposed it's being promoted by the Australian Breastfeeding Association which really disturbs me now it is disturbing and the people on the front lines here who are going to be under the most pressure no doubt are nurses and counsellors in those fields what are your thoughts for them yeah, absolutely, because you see, look, I recall, you know, my wife, she couldn't breastfeed and uh, just the way it is, but she's still a woman, she's still a mother. And now what, what's going to happen is that this new new policy or new, new push by the Australian Breastfeeding Association and the Rainbow Families, whatever that means, is now undermining breastfeeding mothers. It undermines the female body. It undermines science. It really is getting to the stage now where, where we, we, we cannot even say that a mother can breastfeed and many men in particular wanting to do this. How are the clinicians, the nurses, the, the people that, that sort of look after uh, breastfeeding mothers, how are they going to cope with this sort of challenge? I, I think it's a real mistake. And, uh, I think every mother needs to you know, take up arms and, as Shakespeare would say, and, uh, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, you address this miscarriage of justice, really. Uh, Well, it's going to be people, as we mentioned, nurses, counsellors, those people who are on the front lines and uh, oftentimes uh, those government-supported departments, anyone who's getting any sort of uh, special grant from the government, going to be under real pressure uh, Mm. to avoid using the word mother. Uh, This is an interesting development here and uh, and that's where we'll likely see this start to emerge. 
Oh, look, absolutely. Can I just tell you, I got news today that, that in the USA, the Democrats, which, which under President Biden, now they are now wanting to change, which was only a few days ago. They want to change Mother's Day. Now, you ready for this? Uh-huh. The birthing people's day. Uh, right. <laughs> now, for goodness sake, Neil, really, we need to make sure that this left-wing ideology does not, you know, become the standard norm. What we have to do is, look, I go back, and I'm sorry, and I, and I make no apologies. I go back to Genesis 127, Neil. We read that God created male and female, and, and, and we have to make sure, and you remember... Fred Nile, and you know, Fred says some wonderful things, but as he said, he created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Hmm. What we're trying to say here is, Neil, let's stick to what is biologically natural, and that is that mothers breastfeed. Men do not breastfeed, Neil. Uh, There is some experimentation going on, isn't there, Greg, Uh, where biological men who identify as women are now seeking to breastfeed babies, born to female partners, and uh, that's got a few challenges to it. Oh, absolutely. Look, doctors have warned, Neil, doctors have warned that babies fed milk from an artificially stimulated man would be at risk of various physical and mental disorders later on. Now, that's a real, you know, that's a fact we have to embrace, and and people should be aware of that, because if a father is is going to uh, feed uh, artificially stimulated um, uh, milk from a man, what about the thought for the child? What's going to happen later on in his or her life? And we need to stand up for this and make our thoughts known that this is just not on, Neil. I don't care how inclusive you want to be. This is just not on. Well, let me just say a special honour to you, Greg Bondar, and Family Voice Australia, because so many listeners will have seen wide media coverage last week, and uh, we didn't have you on last week because you were on Mother of the Year duties, but uh, the new Mother of the Year awards under the hosting of Family Voice Australia, tremendously successful, and uh, and there would be an indicator there that there's a real groundswell, perhaps, that does want to recognise mothers as women who are mothers and not let that get watered down, not let that get cancelled. Any thoughts there? But, uh, you know, special honour to you because uh, your organisation's done a wonderful job taking up the Mother of the Year awards. Thank you, Neil, and we really appreciate that uh, support because I have to tell you, we're on Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 10, The Age newspaper, Sydney Morning Herald, The Telegraph, but more importantly, one of the the, uh, Facebook... uh, uh, news uh, uh, film clips that was put on by Channel 7, Neil, we were so impressed. Guess what? We had over seven, uh, 75,000 likes. We had over 5,900 comments. And wait for this, 1.5 million people viewed the Mother of the Year press release conference, a press conference that we had last week with Layla. And I have to tell you, Neil, and I, and I may do it again, but I had tears coming down my eyes when I spoke to that woman. She's a mother. She's the epitome of the natural mother in our society. And we should be embracing that. Everyone should be saying, Layla, you are, you are a woman. And one of the things that worries me is, you know, that not worries me, but it, it brought, highlighted to me, isn't it interesting how God can create a positive out of a tragedy? 
And, and Lila has become a real ambassador for all women, for Christian thought, and for the family, Neil. Fabulous stuff. Greg, let's talk about another issue or two. I know you've been monitoring along some thoughts around euthanasia, what's happening in South Australia now, and even uh, the idea that South Australia is becoming the new killing state. And uh, Lots of listeners uh, tuned in in South Australia to our conversation today. I'd be interested in your thoughts about what's been happening around that uh, end-of-life choices voluntary assisted dying bill uh, already swept in through the upper house, uh, mm-hmm. still to go through a lower house. But what are your thoughts for what's going on in South Australia? Oh, look, Neil, there is still a hope. And, and, and you know, and I always say, uh, with life, if there's life, there's hope. And um, what's happening now is it's passed the upper house um, in South Australia. Uh, Family Voice does have a campaign at the moment to contact your lower house representatives in South Australia because it could still be knocked back. Now, the point that we make here, Neil, is that euthanasia is not health care. Let's get that straight. It is not health care. And if you want some real evidence about the fact that it's not health care, I've been looking up some recent um, data from Belgium, which introduced uh, you know, euthanasia back in 2002. And the latest data at a recent uh, uh, United Nations Human Rights Council meeting only about a week ago actually criticised Belgium because what's happened there is that euthanasia has now spiralled out of control. It is being used by all sorts of people for all, for all sorts of reasons not related to their health or whatever. And, and, and the real issue for me, is, and this brings tears to my eyes as well, Neil, that in Belgium the law, law was expanded in 2014 to enable doctors to end the lives of children of any age. Now, Neil, where is this going to stop? So what we're saying is, knock back euthanasia laws. It's in South Australia at the moment being proposed for the lower house. We want to make sure it stops. We want to make sure it doesn't even get a look in here in New South Wales. So I need everybody to put pen to paper now. Well, it's an example of the slippery slope and uh, you can identify that just looking at what's been happening in Australia in recent years around these sorts of laws. Of course, one of the things that people will say, Greg, is that, uh, well, if you're in a Christian institution, a Christian hospital, uh, Christian aged care, you might be protected from those sorts of things. But legislation, and uh, as I understand it, what's been proposed in South Australia would bypass uh, whatever religious faith your organisation might have. And uh, those sorts of hospitals and hospices and aged care facilities would come under uh, being obligated to, to perform these sorts of things. Is that the case? Yeah, well, that, that looks like being the case, Neil, and, and, and we have to bear in mind that uh, institutions and, and, and religions, look, take the Catholic faith, you know, as I said, mom, my mum was a Catholic. Um, they, they built their religious belief on the basis of, you know, setting up hospitals, aged care for the vulnerable, for the sick. Now, if you're going to say in any euthanasia bill, hey, you now have to undertake uh, acts of euthanasia at your at your uh, institution, then that goes against the basic belief that the organisation was set up for. In other words, what we're doing is, if there's going to be legislation, which we're totally opposed to, there ought to be provisions to exempt premises like the you know, institutions that are faith-based, uh, hospitals, aged care, to say, no, we're not going to do it because we don't believe our faith and we don't believe euthanasia is 
healthcare. Well, there's real challenges there for those who are leading uh, those faith-based organisations that run hospitals and aged care and hospice facilities because uh, uh, they're going to be under all sorts of pressure in times to come. Hey, another issue just to pick up on here, Greg, uh, Melbourne schoolboys being slammed as oppressors in front of a class, and this has just happened last week. Uh, sorry, yeah, look, I think it was last week or the week before, Neil. It was very recent, and uh, I'm just getting this um, uh, up in our commentary today because I'm appalled, absolutely appalled that a council, a local council-backed uh, youth worker went to this school. Uh, it doesn't matter which school it is. It was Kingston City Council, if, if, if people want to know, in Melbourne. And this particular youth worker got up and gave a talk about privilege, pronouns, and sexuality, and and what she said was that the students here at the school that she was talking to were privileged. They were oppressor, oppressors, uh, and 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 more importantly, they were told they were told that they were you know um, white uh, racist because of their fact that they were in this private school and what have you. Now, Neil. That is not, not the job of a youth worker to be doing that. It is not the job of, of council to be promoting and, and, and subsidising these youth workers and be going to tell kids that, you know, they are basically a white supremacist and um, they should be ashamed of themselves. Neil, this has to stop. Well, some will be saying, uh, what's the Christian view on all of this? Well, of course, it demonstrates, doesn't it, Greg, that... When there are suggestions, proposals that right out of our Australian history, our Christian heritage, uh, these sorts of things become very much a part of what we are considering as so, so important because uh, when you apply all of these Christian virtues and values to our Christian lives, that's Mm. what's giving us value. If we're going to be losing that, if it's all just uh, evaporating and moving out of the door, uh, we're in real trouble for the future. So this sort of thing really has to stop. And uh, this idea that it's it's almost like a targeted attack on Christianity here, aligning Christianity with uh, the colonial heritage and uh, how evil that looks to some. And, of course, uh, that's a challenging thing. Well, it, 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 is, it, it is indeed an attack on Christianity, Neil. Let's make no mistake about this. It is indeed an attack. It is this woke culture, this cancel culture, this oppressive culture that wants to put Christians down. But I've got some good news for you today, Neil, because we spoke about freedom of speech at universities. Guess what I heard just on the news today? Love him or hate him, Boris, our Premier, the, the, the UK um, Prime Minister, guess what he said? that a new bill is being introduced now that will allow freedom of speech at universities. And if universities do not allow the freedom of speech, they will be penalised, whether criminally or civilly, by fines or what have you. So this is great news coming out of the UK. They're waking up to themselves bring back free speech to universities which were set up for that purpose in the first place. Well, you know, I did catch an article, that that article or one similar, 
And uh, just to touch on this, and I don't have it in front of me, but no. the article basically says that if someone is cancelled from yep. an appearance at a university, uh, Boris Johnson's bill would allow them to sue the university because they hadn't been allowed that freedom. So mm. it does appear to be a mechanism by which there can be a restoration of freedom of speech on our university campuses. And uh, and I'll, yeah. I'll look forward to exploring yeah. that some more. We might be able to explore that some more next week as well, but I'll look, I'll look forward to enlarging on that in uh, conversations on this program. Absolutely, because, you, you know, you, you and I both know we heard of Professor Peter Reid, we heard, we heard of Drew Pavlow. These people are all cancelled for speaking up in the university environment. We are allowed to, and we should be allowed to speak up about our thoughts. And and this sort sort of legislation coming out of the UK has to filter through to Australia, and I'm looking forward to embracing it and bringing freedom back into universities, to our to to our cultural environment here. Whether you're in in government, at home, at work, or whatever, let's bring back freedom of speech now. Greg Bondi are always good insights into the things that are going on, not only here in Australia, uh, things that are happening in the Western world more broadly and uh, some interesting things to be able to explore there. Let me point people to the Family Voice Australia website. What a wonderful organisation, Family Voice Australia. It's familyvoice.org.au and you'll find all sorts of resources there, background information. There'll be articles on the sorts of things that we're talking about today, keeping us informed as to how these debates are developing around the world and, of course, importantly, with our Christian faith at the front and centre of those sorts of uh, initiatives. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.